Well, the angels' voices, part three. Those of you who've been with me, uh, we've looked at three instances where angels have been speaking. And this is the third one I'm looking at, and the final one that I'm looking at today. And here we have an angel speaking. This angel name is Gabriel. Now, Gabriel actually means God is my strength. Gabriel means God is my strength. And it seems that Gabriel goes to a very weak woman, Mary, very young, very unable to um, to defend herself or to be strong in any way, very weak. And this Gabriel, this angel of strength, goes to her with a strengthening word. And he speaks to her. Now, I have four things that I'm going to touch upon um, this morning about what the angel said. There's more that he said, but I only have time for four. The first thing that I want to um, look at today, I don't know if that will work. So, Phil, I need your help. It's on? Ah, okay. The first thing that I want us to look at then um, is a special name. Here we have it. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. That name is a name God gives to his son. Gabriel didn't leave it up to Mary to decide, or Joseph to decide. It was God's choice of the name. You will give the name Jesus. Now we all know that the name Jesus actually means saviour. And we know that because in Matthew's gospel we read she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. So his name Jesus means saviour. Now Jesus used many illustrations as he taught about saving or rescuing people. One of the main things he mentioned was um, in Luke's gospel. And he mentions the story of Noah. And he says, just as it, just as it was in the days of Noah, so also would it be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark, then the flood came and destroyed them all. Now, Jesus was actually speaking about his second coming, not his first, his second coming. And what happened is the story of Noah, we all know that, that Noah lived in a day that was very wicked, very sinful, very ungodly. And in that day, God commanded Noah to build an ark. And only eight people, out of all the people of Noah's time, only eight entered into the ark and were saved. Now, Jesus is saying here, he's actually speaking about being ready for his second coming. But he's also saying here, that if you are in me, you will be saved. That's what he's saying. If you are in me. I am, my name is Jesus. You shall call him Jesus. That name means saviour. If you are in me, 
you will be saved. As Noah and his family was in the ark, so again, if you're in me, you will be saved. That is the comparison of the two stories. That's why Jesus plucked that one out from the Old Testament, brought it into the New, and says, those who are in me shall be saved. You will call his name Jesus. He had a special name. Second thing about what the angel said, gave him a special position. He says, he will be great and will be called the son of the most high. You know, our world, we, we love greatness. We place people on pedestals and they're in our history books when they're great. Alexander the Great, he was a king and a conqueror. He conquered most of the known world. He died at the age of 32. Another great man that we like to speak about is Muhammad Ali. Some of you will know him as uh, the king of boxing, the Louisville Lip, the people's champion, and of course, the greatest. He died, I think, last year, 2016, at 74. But Again, in the boxing world, he was known to be the great, a great fighter. But moving away from great people like Alexander the Great or Muhammad Ali, moving away from people, let's move on to places. I was doing my studies and, and research, and there's a place called the Great Barrier Reef. Anybody been to the Great Barrier Reef? No, I'm not surprised. Very expensive. It's absolutely beautiful. Do you know you can, it's the, it's the largest living thing on the earth. You can actually see it from space. And it is the home of the most beautiful animals. Colorful fish, dolphins, sharks, turtles. It's absolutely beautiful. And it's over in Australia. You don't know where it is. It's over in Australia. Now, the angel said that this Jesus is going to be great. When he talked about being great, he's going to be greater than the most beautiful thing on the face of the earth. The great barrier reef, absolutely beautiful. But Jesus is going to be greater than that. His beauty is going to be greater than that. In fact, I like what the psalmist says. The psalmist says this. One thing I ask from the Lord, this one, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord. How about that? In creation, whether it's a great barrier reef or, or anything other that's beautiful, when you get to heaven, all you want to do is to gaze at the beauty of the Lord. He's going to be beautiful. All, you'll never get tired for all eternity at gazing at the beauty of God. And that's what Christ is. He's going to be great and he's going to be beautiful. But also I mentioned that he's also going to be great because, you know, we looked at the men that were great. Alexander the Great 
He actually conquered nations, spilling blood and warfare. That's what he did. But do you know, this Jesus is going to be greater than him because he's going to conquer nations without shedding a single drop of blood, of men's blood. Twelve men, you know. Twelve men conquered the whole of the Roman Empire. Twelve men took the gospel throughout the whole of the Roman Empire and Jesus Christ's name was great without shedding men's blood. Isn't that amazing? He's going to be great because he's going to be able to conquer nations without war. He's going to be great because no fighter can withstand him. Muhammad Ali, Rocky Marciona, whatever name you want to throw at me, all died. But this Jesus Christ, when things came at him, whether it's Satan, whether it's demons, whether it's men, whether it's death itself, he conquered a lot. He is going to be great, said the angel. He's going to be great. But not only is he going to be great in a special position, but also it's working. A special son. The angel turned around and said in um, Luke 1.32 he will be great and will be called the son of the most high. Now, this word, the Son of the Most High, actually in Hebrew, we will understand this word, it's coming, it's going Elion. Most High, in Hebrew, that word is Elion. That word describes God in a way that other words don't describe him. Elion actually means that this God is the greatest of all other gods, capital G, every other god is no god at all, but this god, when it says Elion, he is the great god. And so we have throughout the Bible this word for God being used in the Old Testament. Let me just show you um, two or three of them. Here's, here's one. Sorry, my clicker's not working brilliantly. Okay, here's one. Thank you. For the Lord Most High, that's the word Elion, the Lord Most High is awesome, the great king over all the earth. Here's another one. Let them know that you, whose name is the Lord, that you alone are the Most High over all the earth. Here's another one. Do not be terrified by them, for the Lord your God, who is among you, is a great and awesome God. That word great and awesome is the word Elion. So, the God who is the most high, in Hebrew, the word Elion is used. Now, the angel said, he will be the son of the most high. 
You heard the term, haven't you? Like father, like son. You heard the term, haven't you? Cut from the same cloth. Those terms mean like father, like son. And I want to say this to you this morning. The son is like the father. The awesome God who is God over all the earth. That is Christ. And so the angel said, he will be the son of the most high. Whatever God is, he's going to be. I don't think we truly can grasp that. This angel, this Gabriel was given a message from God to Mary. I'm not sure we can grasp it. But actually, this Jesus is not no ordinary baby. He is going to be the son of the most high God. Awesome in his greatness. Awesome in his power. Great in his, in his, in his, in his strength. He is his son. Absolutely fantastic. So a special son. And finally, a special kingdom. Here he goes. Thank you. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. I want you to be aware this morning that God's kingdom will never end. Christ's kingdom will never end. In fact, when Jesus was born, that was not the beginning of his kingdom. His kingdom is from everlasting. When he came into Bethlehem, he didn't start his kingdom there. No, his kingdom was already in existence before he came. But not only is his kingdom was in existence before he came, the angel said his kingdom will never end. It will go on forever and ever and ever. And one thing I want to say about this kingdom, as I close, there's a comfort to me and to you as well, I'm sure. Revelation, oops. Revelation chapter, I'm going back. I'm going up. Revelation chapter 21. His kingdom. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. Here is the kingdom that will never end. This is the kingdom that Jesus Christ has come to bring into effect in our day. That it will go on forever. And at the end of that kingdom, while that kingdom, while this world perishes and finishes, his kingdom will go on. And in that kingdom, he says, there will be no more pain. No more tears. No more death. No more sorrow. The old order of things has passed away. Here is a kingdom that we, who are in Christ, is going to be part of. Those who die in the Lord, they do not die, but they sleep in the Lord. And when they wake, they wake in his presence. We have a kingdom that will go on for all eternity.
Why? Because the angel Gabriel spoke to Mary and said to Mary, Mary, your son is going to be great. He's going to be called the son of the most high. And his kingdom shall never end. Amen. Let's just pray.